This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at EnergeticCity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning and welcome to the show. A little later on, we're going to be talking to musician Keith Sokola. He's an Ojibwe American, and he came all the way here to talk and uh, perform at the Healing the Hoop uh, conference that's been going on for the past few days. He talks about music as uh, sort of a method of healing. It's going to be a wonderful conversation. I hope you'll stick around for that. To get us started today, though, of course, always a hot topic around here, the North Peace Leisure Pool. When are we going to replace it? What are we going to do? Well, we're doing another round of engagement starting up uh, right away if it hasn't already started. So to talk a bit about that, we're here with two of the three kind of stakeholder governments with their representatives. We're joined now uh, by PRRD Chair and Director Brad Sperling and uh, from the Fort St. John City Council, Trevor Bolin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Moose Talks. Morning. Good morning. Oh, uh, I think your microphone might be off there, Bull, if you could just uh, click it on there. On the bottom there. No, it's on. Oh, well, something's up. I'll make sure you're on all the way then. <laughs> Maybe, <it was> too quiet. <laughs> Maybe we might yeah. have to share a microphone with Brad or something. We're not getting it there. Strange. We'll start with you anyway, Brad, on this, uh, since it's sort of like a, it's a partnership between the city and uh, the PRD, the way the pool uh, goes. Maybe that's the problem there. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, tell us a bit about this engagement process that really started a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. Yeah, it actually started uh, oh, about a year before COVID. And wow. then, of course, COVID kicked in and put the brakes on it. Uh, we were definitely hoping at that time to have it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now uh, we're all back in person. And, uh, yeah, we want to get this done. I think the timeline is uh, basically we're hoping to have this uh, done by early 2023. Mm-hmm. So we'll I use see. that time to collect all the information and data so that uh, when we do move forward with whatever uh, shape that takes, the people are, have the information they need to make an informed decision. I see. Okay. I don't know if you're on uh, mic there. I don't know. Can you hear oh, me now? There, yeah. There we go. Oh, now I'm coming in. Everybody just shut off the radio. <laughs> there you are. Uh, I mean, tell us a bit about kind of, uh, I guess, the city's sort of side and stake in this, right? Because, again, you know, you go to the pool. It's kind of, I guess it's right next door to the PRD office in here. But, it, it, again, it's sort of a partnership between the two. So, you know, uh, this is important for everybody. Even though Fort St. John is kind of the most people using the pool in theory, uh, you know, there's people from the district who are using it too, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think, W, you, you hit it right on the head when you said that this is a hot topic. Not not because it's controversial, just because people want to know. They want to yeah. know, you know, are there, are there kids going to be in a new pool? Are there kids going to be in an old pool? Um, a lot of people don't understand how the operation of the pool is set up and the fact that it is a regional facility and it is owned by all of the members, Area B and C and, and Fort St. John. And, um, you know, so part of that discussion is, is rolled into, you know, what does, a, what does the new framework look like with, with what residents are requesting? And when we did the, when we did the um, community consultation back in 2018 and 2019, I mean, 
you know, it's everybody's wish list, right? And, and that's why I think some of the numbers you see go from 60 million to 100 million, because what does that look like? But uh-huh. at the end of the day, we need to ensure that, that we're going back to the public with what we learned in 2018 and 2019, making sure that nothing's changed, you know, and, and here's still the, the needs that we need to meet as a growing community, um, regardless of whether it's Fort St. John or, or Charlie Lake or Rose Prairie or, or Taylor, um, because at the end of the day, Things have changed, and, and as we all look at what the, the benefits of this entire region are, that is certainly one of them. Yeah. I want to focus quickly on uh, that round of engagement, uh, engagement, if we could, for a second. What did we learn? What did we learn from the PRD standpoint about what people in the regional district uh, want out of this facility? Well, originally, it was the replacement of the le- leisure pool, Yeah, but we went out and asked the broader question, or as we asked, what do you want to see in the leisure pool, or do we need one, or whatever, more and more options were being put in. So mm-hmm. it, it became incumbent on us to look, you know, some of the things, field house, uh, indoor play parks, uh, gymnasium, and that brought the question to all of our minds is, okay, what do we need? We know, need to look at the broader. Yes, the leisure pool is the initial thing that we do have to turn attention to. We have issues there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to take this time over the next six, eight months, let's find out what the people really want. Mm-hmm. And give them that information because the end result is they're the ones paying the bill. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... But we have to have that information so they can make a, an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some of the stats, it's actually roughly 60% of the, the city or use is from the city. 40 is from the rural areas. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. that's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which and, surprises people. Yeah. And, you know, and what is it? Uh, 57% is public, uh, just public swimming. I see. Uh, so, you know, it's expanding on that. What is it we want or the people want and just... It's their pocketbook, and mm-hmm. uh, we need to inform them properly. Yeah, quickly, Councillor Bowen, was the, would, did the city sort of see and hear the same thing? Like, what about if this was more than just a pool and there were other things as part of the project that we could maybe see happen? Oh, absolutely, and I think if you turn to a lot of the, the chatter and a lot of the communication that was happening on social media, that's where that probably started from, was the conversation of, you know, like Brad mentioned, is it a pool? Is that where it stays, as, as our existing facility does? Or are we now going, okay, it's time to look at a regional multiplex? Because, you know, for so many years, and, and you see it in other communities as well, the, the benefit of everybody coming together as one is, is two to three times what you'd have if somebody tried to do it on their own. So, you know what, honestly, I think if, if we can stay the course and, and ensure that, that people have had their, their chance for feedback, and what's great this time is, is you can do it online, you can do it virtually, you can do it in person, so there's so many different options, and then really work as a group to fine-tune what that, you know, and, and as Brad mentioned, I mean, 60%, 40%, 57%, you know, it's like it's kind of 60-40. Fine-tune what is the benefit for everyone, because we're going to, this is probably going Going to be our last facility like this mm-hmm. let's hope um you know that, that we see a, a 40 to 50 to 60 year um, timeline with this new facility i see okay uh so again we're coming up kind of co- to another phase of the engagement process it's very similar to the first uh we've been on pause though because of covid in many ways uh brad you were kind of saying i asked you the question um why couldn't we have kept this engagement process kind of going through and you said i mean that there was lots of hurdles that would have made it really difficult to do, and that's why 
we're kind of only resuming it now, eh? Well, especially in your rural areas where connectivity mm-hmm. is not all that great. And a lot of people just aren't comfortable with online surveys. Not, uh, And I don't know if I am either. I mean, especially when it comes to a facility or something, you know, like uh, Councillor Boland said, are we spending 60 or 100? Uh, I, I think we need to be there mm-hmm. to, to talk to the people. Mm-hmm. Just, just not send them an online survey that yeah. asks them basic questions, because we may ask a basic question. They're going to say, "Well, yeah, what else?" <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's very, very important to have these face to face open house meetings. Okay, yeah. and as I said, uh, Councillor Bolin, I mean this. It, it seems like it's sort of a lot of the same sort of stuff that was going on beforehand. Is this just a continuation, or has there been new elements sort of added since that uh, maybe are a little different? Maybe has something changed in the few years since you started the process? You know what, Dub, I think on our side, on the on the advisory committee side, nothing's really changed from what we heard before. But, you know what, I mean, times change, right? Yeah. So we look at now being two to, to three years, potentially four, by the time we finish this report and then get back to the table with it. So, you know what, maybe needs have changed a little bit maybe it's something we need to look at you know we need to look at you know brad mentioned um gymnasium or, or dry floor space or these different things well is there a need to go to you know a rock climbing wall is there a need to go to you know some of these different facilities that a multiplex could hold and if that's the case we need to do that now because again you know we've seen what happens when that one was done 25 years ago and it's and it's you know falling apart as a pool um the building the grounds i mean that stuff's fine but as a pool itself it's falling apart so let's let's take what we've learned from that let's put it into this one um and and really engage to ensure that you know whether it is in person or, or online and brad's right i mean you're, you're spending 100 million dollars i think people need to realize that 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 is going to be on their taxes every year of this entire region um is it worth it well that's for for them to decide i certainly think so um you know and i think my kids think so and and you know when we go forward let's uh, let's do this right let's do it one time um and and let's have something we can champion about as a region mm-hmm. all right well, maybe you can tell us, about Brad, uh, a bit about the engagement. How can people get involved? What's sort of the process now for people to offer their opinion on this? Uh, we'll start in June 7th uh, from 4.30 to 7.30 at the Leisure Pool. There's uh, in-person. Mm-hmm. Uh, come down and let us know uh, what you think. We'll try and do our best. The consultant will be there. We'll ask some questions. And then there's also a virtual one on, where am I, June 9th. I see. Uh, so, but we need to move this forward. We need, we, we learned at the start the basic of what people were asking for or yeah. their wish list. And now we need to start pulling back uh, the covers and let's find out exactly what they want, what it is we can even afford or they can afford, the information we have to put forward to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I think these two... Uh, the in-person and the virtual one are very important and timely. Okay. And then I, I imagine members of the board, like the advisory board, will be on site yes. and answering the questions. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, we'll even yeah. post our home phone numbers there for people go. to uh, call us at home with any questions. <laughs> well, maybe Trevor. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the next step then after this is done? Is a report generated on what we learned and then we can kind of all... Like, kinda, what's the next thing in the immediate future then? Well, look consultant will will go through this process and uh, I believe they're keeping the survey open for a few months yeah uh, and then we'll 
like I said, we'll start to narrow it down. What uh, start? Uh, I mean, all estimates are going to be Class D estimates off the side of a table type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to start putting that information together and uh, have it done by early spring, okay. so that we can get down to the nitty gritties. And you know, one thing here, I mean, Taylor, that they're in the feasibility study, but yet they're not part of the pool commission. So as part of the study, they're going to need all this information. Yes, we're in. No, we're not. You know, their their people need to know that. Well, mm-hmm. along with ours. So. Mm-hmm. And quickly, just a class D estimate. What do you mean by that? In kind of well, that's terms. usually uh, like Mr. Bowling, or Councillor Bowling said. You know, are we spending sixty million? Or are we spending a hundred million on a multiplex? It's it's just the way the consultants or uh, that you hire. They they basically just try and put roughly kind of ballpark yeah it is yeah and a lot of times it's a big ballpark but yeah <laughs> we over this time between now and next spring we need to narrow that down mm-hmm. you know so because you can't go to uh the people and ask them uh, yes or no on a class d you need to have proper figures all right well once again brad if you don't mind repeat those dates and times for yeah. people who want to get engaged please uh june 7th is uh, at the leisure pool from 4 30 to 7 30 in person uh i know i'll be there that night i'm pretty sure most of the commission will be we will. and virtual open house is june 9th at 7 p.m and if they just go to the Peace River Regional District, and I think the city's posting it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah both are. Just pages. go to the pages, and you'll be, they'll have a link there that you can time in on. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate both of you coming by and uh, chatting about this with me uh, live. It was nice to see you both and meet you for the first time yeah. in person. It's good to meet Sperling. you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being here, guys. That's Councillor. Whoops, that's my microphone. That's Councillor Bowling with the City of Fort St. John and PRR Director uh, Bra- and Chair Brad Sperling. We'll be right back to talk to Keith Sicola right after this on Moose Talks. If you look at your backyard and think a new deck and a new barbecue sure would be nice, then you need to come see us at Windsor Plywood. Hi, it's Richard here from Windsor Plywood, where we're giving away a Green Mountain Grill. For every $500 spent on TimberTech composite decking, you'll receive one entry to win a Green Mountain Grill Daniel Boone Edition barbecue smoker. TimberTech, less staining and more entertaining. Draw date is August 15th, only at Windsor Plywood in Dawson Creek and Fort St. John. When we say there's always something going on in the energetic city, we mean it. The staff at the City of Fort St. John's Recreation Department always have a variety of exciting programs and events planned all year long. Swims and skates, camps and contests, you can find something happening throughout the city at the Pomeroy Sports Center, the North Peace Leisure Pool, Centennial Park, or the Cultural Center. For more, visit the City of Fort St. John Recreation page on Facebook or fortstjohn.ca. Another tip from North Peace Savings and Credit Union here to build your financial success. For many business owners in northeastern BC, coping with the pandemic has been a long journey and as its restrictions were lifted, it isn't business as usual. Hi, I'm Shannon Luska, Manager of Retail Advisory with North Peace Savings and Credit Union. We can help you carve a path towards greater stability and profitability in this post-COVID-19 reality. Let us show you ways your business can meet the new challenges you might be facing. Adapt to new operating models and create a post-COVID business plan to prepare for the future. Let us help you and your business on the journey towards a new normal. Connect with one of our business advisors today. 
helping you build financial success. North Peace Savings and Credit Union. Visit NPSCU.ca. Everyone loves a celebration, and Carter's Jewelers has a huge celebration. Our 48th anniversary, and everything in the store is up to 75% off. Canadian diamond jewelry starting at $100. Stackable rings starting at $169. Men's wedding rings, $220. Door crashers under $20. Everything is up to 75% off during Carter's Jewelers 48th anniversary sale on now. 9908 101st Avenue. There comes a time when every adult must ask themselves the question. Very few are prepared to answer this question, but it must be answered nonetheless. And that question is... Hey, what's for dinner tonight? We know it's hard to decide what you want to make for dinner. Moose FM and Burger King have got you covered with what's for dinner tonight. Listen every weekday afternoon at 3 to get your name in the draw for a chance to win. A $50 gift card to Burger King. What's for dinner tonight presented by Burger King. Visit moosefm.ca for more details. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now I'm very honored to be joined by a musician who uh, came all the way uh, from the United States to talk to a bunch of people at the Healing the Hoop conference that's been going on over the past few days. Uh, it's Anish Nabe, I hope I said that right, uh, musician Keith Sakola, who joins me now. Good morning, Keith. Welcome Bonjour. to Moose Talks. Bonjour. Many good morning, everybody. And uh, it's good to be here up in... in uh, Fort St. James. Uh, I got to say, uh, um, I, I wanted to ask you, first of all, I mean, you did come a long way for this. Well, what kind of made you think that this was, uh, like, this was a good idea? What inspired you to say, I want to come up here and, and talk to and play for people? I, I think the land, you know, and, and the people and the intrigue of it, uh, the beauty. And and I know there's a bunch of um, Native tribes in this area. Mm-hmm. And, and just the... You know, to come into Fort St. John and and just to play, and I, I looked at it where it was, you know, like say, well, this is up north, and I was in Quenelle before, maybe ten, fifteen years ago, okay. at a music festival, and we drove all the way from Arizona. Uh, this time, I flew from Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and um, so so that was part of the intrigue. I think, like to the rest of the world, this area is very intriguing, mm-hmm. you know, and and. And so uh, I followed this opportunity, and and I'm really glad I did. I'm glad to be here working with this community, working in the communities around here, and uh, kind of like let's uh, let's bring a good life for our children, our grandchildren, everybody's. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what I've read about you and I've heard about you from Trey and, and some of the other people who've attended the conference, you talk a lot about and, and perform kind of like music is healing is sort of a major theme in our idea. Tell me a bit about that. What, well, is, what uh, is it about it that makes it healing music? Well, I think, it, you know, like just as um, uh, if we go to our doctor and he'll tell us, you know, you have to have less sodium and <laughs> less processed foods. Music is like that. We got to 
consume more organically mm-hmm. so that we normalize, you know, just someone playing a guitar and singing an original song, it doesn't make us uncomfortable mm-hmm. or it doesn't make us say, I didn't hear that on the radio, so it can't be important mm-hmm. or it can't be good. Somebody else gives us definition. By taking this organic step, I feel we begin to step in journey in healing ourselves. And sound is at, is at the portal of that healing, sound and pitch. You know, I always say the sound of motherese, the, the sound that a baby can recognize, the way a mother talks to an infant. Hey, baby, how are you doing? Or, or, you know, we do that with our tones and pitches. And so we create this concept called motherese. I call it fatherese, too, you know, like hey, we sing into an infant or sing into a child. And so I think pitch is at the portal. And um, this is what I mean by healing through music, just by just listening to that, you know, puts us in, in this normalization of how music should work medicine on us. Mm-hmm. And, and let, let the pitches, um, let the happiness and kindness of, of these tones come out in harmony and so that's kind of what i mean mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you this um you've got a song uh, it's probably your best known song indian cars um you know it's i don't think it's a happy song would you say that's fair to say like it, it's sort of it's it's kind of a you know kind of a identifying experience right in, in a way do you think it, all kind of music is kind of can offer this sort of medicine, this healing, or is it certain kinds and, and well, ways to do it that should be that would? I think you could look at it in a criteria, almost like a four criteria thing. One is it entertaining? Mm-hmm. Is a song philosophical? Is it spiritual? Uh, not so much religious as far as this, this or that, and nothing against that. Mm-hmm. And then is, is it metaphysical? Like, I wrote this song, Indian Cars. Does it belong to you or your brother, you know, somebody in your family, where it, it gives a song everybody access to it? Mm-hmm. It's like truth. Everybody has access to it. And, and I believe in this movement that Native people are and all people are in, in coming to truth is uh, sometimes we lead people gently to a brutal truth. And the songs like Indian Cars is, is, is that. And... Um, it's a rock song, you know, and, and uh, it, it does, uh, you know, some, some identify it, it identify as a place in history and time. But what has happened is um, it's become an anthem for our people and Native people. And a lot of people think it's our song in the sense that no big movie, you know, it, it has been in movies. Yeah. But it wasn't a movie that made it famous. It was the grassroots movement you know, playing the song and then other people playing it and other people posting it and things. And so over the time, it's become um, uh, uh, that uh, metaphor of, of of freedom and of of living a good life. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play a bit of it for us? No, right I'll now? play a little bit of it. I know this is wonderful to be here this morning. Um, and in this area... I call this a Native Americana finger-picking, a North Americana Turtle Island (laughs) finger-picking. Of course, I got a rock version with big rock drums and everything, and we're spoofing on a stereotype beat, boom, 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 like it. And so I think we got to use humor a lot. 
I've been riding in my Indian car to pound of the wheel drumming in my brain. My dash is dusty, plates are expired. Please, Mr. Officer, let me explain. I gotta make it to a powwow tonight. Singing 49 down by the riverside, looking for sugar, riding in my Indian car. And then it has a chorus in it, everybody's has access to this. Wonderful. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Really appreciative. Yeah. Of that song, what do you think when you wrote it? Were you thinking about healing? Was yeah, that yeah, I kind of, ever, you know, I got the idea. I wrote it, seen it written on the bathroom um, graffiti carved into a wall. And, and at that time, it was spelled like, you know, I, I changed the spelling with the letters N, D, N, kind of like in, mm-hmm. in a phonetic thing about... The Caliglia of time and age, it doesn't, sometimes it isn't dynamic enough for us. We move too fast to um, say, like, the words in the the old colonialisms didn't move as fast as we need them. And so, I, you know, I put that song to the underground, and so I was aware of things like that, you know, like the richness of being poor, I got a sticker that says Indian Power. I stuck it on my car. It holds my car together. But that's all of us. It's not just a native thing. It's an economic thing, you know, that belongs to everyone who's had any poverty ever to, to face. And, and a lot of times in the face of um, dire economic situations, you use humor and wit to get around things. And for our native people, the, the monologue and dialogue has been pretty pretty um stark and so now it's time to ride into the light mm-hmm. when you kind of talked at uh at uh, healing the hoop what did you leave people with at the end did you say here's action you can take in your life that can help you heal that can help you maybe heal others with music oh, yeah actually you know I, I talked about the power that we have individually 
And, and really, that's where the step has to come. Mm-hmm. I talked about the present tense, about mindful meditation to the present tense, so we let the anxiousness of tomorrow and the pain of yesterday and just accept where we are today. And, and that's the first step of healing. And, and I wanted people just to accept where we are and take a step forward. And there was a bunch of other great speakers at this conference, and uh, my friend Art Napoleon was a musician, and he's on a TV show, and he was wonderful. And the promoters that put on this event, you know, Busybody Enter- Enterprise, and mm-hmm. and what they brought to this community, I could see the seeds planting. I could see that already one of the uh, native communities wanted to do it again in the fall. So I could see the necessity that people like. And so, you know, it was magical. Wow. Wow. Well, Keith, I'm afraid that's all the time we have, but I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us about this and uh, and playing the song. That was awesome. <laughs> I call it, now I can call it um, Turtle Island Finger Picking. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. Keith Sicola, musician, he performed... Turn my mic off again by accident. He performed and spoke uh, at the Healing the Hoop conference that's been happening over the past few days. We'll be right back to wrap things up on Moose Talks right after this. Do you have some good news you'd like to share with the community? I've got good news. We here at Moose FM know that the news has been bleak lately and want to spread some positivity. Whether you're fundraising for the SPCA or saw some kids selling lemonade in your neighborhood, we want to hear about it. Email us at news at moosefm.ca and we'll share your good news right after the 7.30 news and online at moosefm and energeticcity.ca. Good news brought to you by Frontier Law. We look forward to hearing from you road trips family vacations lifetime memories travel and rv grand prairie delivers them all with a huge selection of both new and used rvs everything from 10 trailers to diesel pushers from brands you trust like jayco airstream arctic fox rockwood open range starcraft and integra coach with six locations in western canada you have access to over 1200 units at travelandrv.ca family owned and your partner on the open road since 1977 travel and rv simply unbeatable if you were searching everywhere for Kuma Camp Chair last year and struck out, get to Backcountry, like now. They just received a massive order of Kuma Camp Chairs in singles and doubles with the heated option available for both. Kuma Outdoor Gear is designed in Canada and will sell out fast. Backcountry also has children's camp furniture and outdoor kitchen setups. Backcountry, where we help you enjoy the great outdoors. Visit Backcountry Fort St. John on Facebook or BackcountryFSJ.com. YMCA Licensed Summer Club is the best way for school-aged children to spend their summer staying active, engaged, and connected. Our weekly themes ensure the whole summer is filled with fun experiences. Enjoy outdoor play, crafts, group activities, and even field trips. Children can join by the week or on a part-time basis to meet every family's needs. Discover why YMCA Licensed Summer Club is much more than you'd expect at nbc.ymca.ca. 
Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home. Recycling shouldn't be hard, and that's why the City of Fort St. John is offering tailored tools to make sorting your garbage and recycling easy and convenient. Watch your mailbox this month for an updated What Goes Where brochure and stickers to attach to your curbside carts for quick reference and a rush. We all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region. Help us protect the places and the people we all love. Download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where, available for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. Hi, this is Mark Shantz, General Manager of Fort Motors. Are you ready to have some fun? Are you ready to go camping? If that interests you, we're having a three-day trailer sale starting June 2nd to 4th with a great selection of new and pre-owned trailers on the lot and trucks to pull. And don't miss Saturday. We're having our local band Sweetwater playing all afternoon. Local classic car clubs will be here for a show and shine. And there'll be bouncy castles for the kids along with local vendors and food trucks. So come on down to Fort Motors trailer sale June 2nd to 4th. Get ready, Fort St. John. The Hairpin Summer Community Cruiser is back and ready to hang out with you all summer long. I'm JJ, and I'll be driving the Summer Cruiser this summer. I'll be going to community events all around the North Peace region throughout the summer, and I want to hear what you're up to. Having a yard sale, bake sale, or hosting a fundraiser? Whatever it is, I want to hear all about it. Email me at cruiser at moosefm.ca, and I might swing by your event. Listen to Moose FM throughout the summer to find out where I'll be and come say hi. The Hairpin Summer Community Cruiser, sponsored by Napa Industries, Home Hardware, Building Center, Rhythm Auctions, FSJ Return It, and the Fort St. John Co-op. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests today, Trevor Bolin, Brad Sperling, and Keith Sokola for joining us. Make sure you check out the energeticcity.ca podcast page for great locally created long-form listening. You can browse old episodes of this show as well as Before the Peace, a podcast about the history and experience of Indigenous people in the Peace region, and Voices of the Peace, all about local community movers and shakers. You can check them out now over at energeticcity.ca slash podcast. Well, that does it for this show. Trey Lopashinsky is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Are you a dad, a granddad, maybe a great-granddad, or maybe you want to surprise your dad? Then you qualify to spin. You can win a wide assortment of things, or you can win nothing. We wouldn't really let you win nothing, so before you walk away, we'll have a dad joke locked and loaded for you. Call in when you hear the cue to call. It can happen anytime in the morning with Dub and Katarina, or in the afternoons with Bernard. Wheel of Dad is brought to you by FSJ Co-op, Merwin Optical, and Moose FM. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.